AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we're back on Dealing Together we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller. I traded in my old Samsung at AT AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Oh, nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. Welcome to Movie Crush, a production of iHeartRadio. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Mini Crush. It's a Monday. Well, not really. What day is it, Noel? It's a Monday in our hearts. I don't know what day it is. <laughs> Chuck, let me consult the computer real quick. It's a Monday it's... in our hearts. It's a Wednesday in our pants. In our pants. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, man. I, 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 I'm I so sick of the whole cliche, time is meaningless these days, but it still kind of holds true. I mean, I've been leaving the house a little. We actually ran into each other IRL the other day at the office. That's right. Which was kind of cute. And then you posted a picture, and a lot of people weren't sure which of us was which of us, which I thought was funny. <laughs> I love it, man. Throw a mask on us, and uh, we're basically the same human. We're basically the same. Someone literally, so you have this cool new haircut, Chuck, uh, and you were standing under this dome light uh, on the ceiling, and someone was like, it looks like Noel's hair is being sucked up into the ceiling like a floby. I know. The floby? I was going to correct that person, then I was like, oh, who cares? The floby was much, uh, uh, well, it was parodied beautifully in Wayne's world, but they called it the suck cut. It sucks <laughs> as it cuts. And then Wayne, it sure does suck. Yeah, we almost uh, got a floby in college. It was one of those, you know, very college things to do. Like we're up late at night, you know, doing God knows what. And the Floby commercial comes on, and we're like, we totally need to get that and have a Floby party. <laughs> Cut everybody's hair. 
I don't know why we didn't, quite frankly. Probably because we didn't have 1995 to rub together, you know? Mm-hmm. How does one rub 1995 together? Well, that's a, it's you a, get yeah. a lot of, uh, you get $19 <laughs> bills. Okay, got it. And you do this. And you just rub them together. Until they catch on fire. What do you do with the change, though? How do you, do, 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 I guess you, you you just toss that in the pile? And, you can rub those know. coins. You can rub the coins. <laughs> You ever heard of anybody that had a, a, a condition where they're anti like metal? They don't like touching things that are made of metal. It makes handling change a, a living nightmare. No, but I could. I'm sure that's a, a certain uh, phobia. I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My kid apparently has a lot of pho- not phobias, but just aversions to texture. Uh-huh. She doesn't like the touch, the feel of cotton. It is absolutely not the fabric of her life. Interesting. Uh huh. Isn't that weird? Something about the strings and the way it can kind of get stuck under your cuticles and it freaks her out yeah so really yeah. Uh, clothing or like what, what are you talking about i don't know man like she can obviously wear fabric she loves fabric she's a big fashion person but for some reason like when she she doesn't like the way cotton like cotton balls okay. you know cotton swabs kind of that stuff where uh-huh. it, like it pulls off you know with the strings oh, and the little pieces gotcha. so know? she probably doesn't like cotton candy either huh she does weirdly <laughs> You know, I don't. I, who knows, what the hell's man? going kids, on with that child? Kids are. She's a very. She's a strange one, man. But she's, she's great. She's actually out in my, uh, in my house right now, watching her baby sister. Wow. Um, I, I get to be Uncle Noel, and uh, she's her weird online school schedule gives her Wednesdays as like a project and outdoor day uh-huh. so sometimes we have her sister come over and we hang out together and do like little outdoor things while her mom's working. Well, that's fun. It's pretty cute. Are they buds? God, yeah. I mean, she literally her, her sister calls her ma'am oh. when she's watching her, like like like, like, like Webster. To be, to, to, <laughs> yeah, exactly, just like Webster, but as a sign of respect. Uh-huh. But this kid, man, I forget what kids are like. I think she's three or pushing three, <laughs> but she runs around in circles until she gets like worn out, and then just kind of like you know conks for a nap time. Does Ruby have that kind of energy? I saw she was doing some exploring. Oh God, the, the energy is boundless and all hits. It never yeah. stops. That's cool. It's amazing. Like, I have talks with her sometime at bedtime, and I'm like, you're five years old. Like, I'm ready to go to bed, and you're five (laughs) years old, and you're still partying. It's like, it's got to stop. It's got to stop. Bedtime is not great. It's always been tough. She just doesn't want to miss anything, like that Aerosmith song. Yeah, man. Don't want to miss a thing. Mm -mm. Sweet emotion. All that. (laughs) Janie's got a gun. Oh, no. Dude looks like a lady. No, I don't know. Any, uh, disregard all of that. Um, what's been going on, man? How's uh, the uh, the audio book going for, uh, for Stuff You Should you know, know? I got to say, Noel, we just wrapped the audio book of Stuff You Should Know, an incomplete compendium of mostly interesting things. Uh, I've announced it on Stuff You Should Know, but just for the movie crusher's benefit, uh, it is not 27 additional podcast episodes. Uh, it is, you got to read the book. Like you can't just go in there and riff and do your thing. So, uh, we decided it would be really weird to have Josh and I like just swapping lines and just doing a read like that would probably freak people out. Yeah. So we took turns. Like I read my chapters, he read his. Yeah. Uh, and I think we ended up reading like some sidebars and bulleted lists on each other's and they're going to kind of cut those together. Nice. But it's an audio book read, you know, it's not, it's not a ton of fun to do. I think we did a good job. But, you know, I'm used to this kind of stuff. Totally. Yeah, I was going to ask what that's like for you. You're not used to I mean, not that it's scripted. I mean, you obviously had a massive hand in, in writing the thing, but you're still reading something that's pre-written, and that's not typically it's your not wheelhouse. What, yeah. what was that like? 
It, it was an adjustment. Did it was, you have, yeah. were you directed? Like how did, how, how did that go? Yeah, there's a director. So we, we get on a zoom call. Uh, I hand the reins over and let uh, some engineer in New York control my uh, computer. Mm-hmm. And then there's a director and, you know, he stayed out of our way. He was a good guy. Uh, he, he's a former, well, I guess he's still an actor. His name is Fleet Cooper. Uh, and his claim to fame, he said that he was in the movie Sweet Home Alabama. Oh, yeah. And now he directs and, and narrates audiobooks and directs audiobooks. And he was kind enough to kind of let us just do our thing. He didn't step in too much um, and, like, actually direct us. He, he was like, you guys know what you're doing. Just get in there and try and be yourself and read. And that's what we did. You know, funny, funny uh, little little tidbit of trivia here. Sweet Home Alabama shot in Georgia. <laughs> It was, wasn't it? Shot. It was shot in, um, oh, what's it called? Crawfordville. Yeah, which uh, makes sense because he's a Georgia guy. That's right. Yep, so he yep, was yep. cast locally. Mm-hmm. But he was a good dude, and uh, he made it easy on us. That's nice. I, I think I had a, I was a little nervous going in that we were going to get some director in there that would like really try and heavily direct us, and we would both have to be like, hey, listen, dude, you know. Back off and just let us read. We're going to need you to take a <laughs> take take this down a peg. Yeah, buddy. but he he was cool. It, it worked out, and That's I think great. it's going to be good. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, how they cut it together and stuff. I am too. I got to say, uh, sort of related, but not fully related. I really appreciated, but was also appalled by this massive thread on the Movie Crushers page about how Noel needs to read more books. Oh, and, was there, and did like, that happen? And, uh, dude, yes. I mean, it was a whole conversation <laughs> you and I had where sure. I sort of copped to like not having really <laughs> been a, you know, read a book in a, in a while. Uh-huh. Now, I did not caveat that with I, I listened to plenty of audio books and sure. I obviously read a lot for work my whole point in that story was i think you know a lot of people these days are suffering from like sort of a collective add Mm -hmm. because everything is so like snackable in terms of like articles and tweets and just our collective you know i think attention span has probably dwindled a bit uh, overall and i've heard this from a lot of other people but um i really appreciate it but i was also like oh no the movie crushers think i can't read (laughs) but that's not what it was it was some really nice recommendations but um, everyone will be happy to know that I have picked up uh, a Clive Barker book called a magica okay. that I've been starting. I started a while ago and sort of put it down, been enjoying that, but I've also really been enjoying the Charlie Kaufman, uh, audio book of his new novel, uh, ant kind, uh-huh. which I highly recommend for movie fans. Cause there's all kinds of cool in jokes about movie criticism and, you know, the character that he portrays in the in the book his name is uh, b rosenberg rosenberger and he's a film critic and he makes it very clear that he's not jewish he wants everyone to know that rosenberger isn't necessarily a jewish name right um he's very hung up on things like race and and odd character but he also hates charlie kaufman he hates him with uh-huh. a passion and and trashes everything that he's ever done That's a very it's charlie kaufman thing to do it's a very Charlie Kaufman thing to do, but I've I've been very much enjoying it. I highly recommend uh, folks check it out. It's it's a it's very it's something only Kaufman could have done. Well, I'm certainly not going to yuck anyone's yum who uh, has moved to the audiobook thing or the Kindle thing or e-readers. Um, I'm personally enjoy old school hardcover reading, but uh, you know people should ingest content however they fucking please. Agreed. Agreed. You know? Yeah. At the same time, people should also read hardcover books. <laughs> yeah, I don't. It yeah, it's like, a different like, muscle. 
I completely one thing. One thing that's very true about that is um, you can't multitask while you're reading a you know an analog book. You know, yeah, and it it just it just guides your attention more. It's much more of a mindful activity where you have to kind of shut out everything mm-hmm. else and just focus on the one thing. Yeah. You know, audiobooks, I mean, it's true with e-readers, too, but audiobooks, it's so easy to multitask and think that your attention is fully in the book, and it's not most of the time. So yeah. I, I'm with you, Chuck. I'm totally with you. Yeah. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. All right, Noel, let's get going with some uh, crushing. Uh, it's political season. I don't know if you were aware of that. There's an election looming. Mm. For, I, wasn't, I, w- I was trying to uh, pretend that that wasn't happening. but Yes, we're electing a president, Noel, mm. uh, in the United States. Uh, this November, we okay. are either going to have the same president uh, yes. that we've had for uh, nigh on four years, or we are going to have a different president. Okay, okay. Tell me more. It's kind of a toss up at this point. Uh, I'm very nervous. I'm not looking at polls. Yeah. Uh, I don't care what anyone says about who's supposed to win or not win. It can oh, go either way. It could. It's already too close for comfort. But uh, this uh, is election season. And so I just very simply put up a post and said, what's your favorite political movie? Yeah. To see what the crushers thought. And we're going to go ahead and start bottom up again with TJ Danny. New pal. He says election. Great call. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Classic. Politics. Yep. High school politics. 
But it's a microcosmic kind of satire. Like, it, you know, all of the same rules apply and you can apply this stuff to like big picture stuff and all of the in the sniping and nastiness and trying to ruin people. It's all in there. It's such a good, uh, interesting movie. Such a good movie. And uh, from the great Alexander Payne, who uh, very sadly was under fire recently. Did you see all that with Rose McGowan and the accusation that she levied against him? No. This yeah. Is news to me. Just look it up. I don't want to get into it. I'm still wading through that and and trying to figure out uh, what I think about it all. Uh, he has denied some charges that she has levied against him. And, uh, you know, Emily and I were doing a, a, a long and drawn out Alexander Payne series. So we kind of have to think about how we want to handle that moving forward. But um, it's all out there on the Internet for you to read about people if you want to. I did not realize Alexander Payne did election, actually. Yeah. Was, that's... An early one. That's interesting. Pretty early. I think it was his second film. That's right. After Citizen Ruth, if I'm not mistaken. Now, that one I haven't even heard of. Oh, boy. You should check out Citizen Ruth. It's great. Okay. Okay. I will. will. uh, It's a a satire on the abortion debate starring Laura Dern and many others. Really, really good movie. Got it. All right. Moving on uh, uh, from bottom up, we have Steve uh, Sinzik. Welcome to the show. He says Tanner. I don't know that movie. Do you know Tanner? No, is it, I wonder if it's like a person's name or if it's about somebody that like makes leather goods. <laughs> it's very funny, Noel. Oh, thanks, Tanner. Man. It's a, a Swiss drama film. Oh gosh, nominated yeah. for for best foreign language film. It that, looks that cool. Must be it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Xavier Collar is the uh, auteur's name. I call him such because he directed and wrote it. Um, and it, yeah, I don't know. And these are all Swedish actors. So it's a Swedish language film. Won the spe- grand special prize at the 25th Karlove Vere International Film Festival. Wow. Uh, and it was nominated for best foreign language film at the 59th. Uh, oh, this is from the 80s. This is a 1985 Swiss I'll drama. To check that out. Absolutely. Uh, David Rosell says all the president's men, of course, a classic. Great, great, great movie. One of the best. Uh, Josh Callaghan says Dune. Here's my deal with Dune, Noel. I know nothing about Dune. I never read it. Mm-hmm. Never saw the Lynch version. Don't know anything about it. I know there's sandworms. I saw that new trailer. Yeah. Uh, my friend Stacy worked on it. Oh, cool. And said that uh, Denis Villeneuve is a wonderful, wonderful director to work for. He seems lovely. Just in interviews, he seems very warm and 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 cool and not like a awful tyrant. Yes, he is not an onset monster. Uh, and the you know, I'm going to certainly see that movie just because I like him, but I know nothing about that world. Do you? Uh, you know, it's it's <laughs> going back to my book reading attention span. Uh, tried to get through that book, but I, 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 I got to admit, I mean, it's a bit of a slog. It's got a lot of it is very much a political book because it's all about these like political sort of um intersecting worlds there's all of these different like echelons of society and sort of like mystics Mm -hmm. and then these like political leaders and it very much is about the politics of the world of dune um dune is this desert planet where it trades in this commodity called the spice melange which is basically like heroin Mm -hmm. um so it's very much sort of meant to be kind of like the middle east you know with with uh opioids and and, like the opium wars and all of that um but it's also very much a science fiction novel and, and the the Lynch one is they it's like they ran out of money. You could kind of tell when the movie sort of goes off the rails. Like, yeah, I've heard stories. Uh, it's a pretty yeah. legendary movie. 
It, it is. I believe it was Dino De Laurentiis that, that produced it. He produced a ton of stuff, but I believe it was literally a matter of like, oh, we, we ran out of money. We got to kind of rush to the ending. But yeah, if anyone can handle it, it's, it's Villeneuve. The, the trailer looks amazing. And I'm fascinated by it, but had a hard time getting into the, the book. All right. Well, I'm certainly going to watch it and I will be turned on to that world. I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, Colin Heffernan says the distinguished gentleman. Hmm. I don't think I saw that. Uh, Michael Ormond says Frozen 2. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, hell, that was a great movie. I didn't see two. And there are a lot of votes for election in here. I got to say, uh, Julie uh, Deutmeyer, uh, Lauren Duke, Dave Lindquist, they're all throwing in on election. Yeah. Uh, here's one that I did see. Jason Devonshire, uh, top fan and old pal, says Vice. Uh, the Dick Cheney one. Did you see that? With Christian Bale? No. Was that the same director that did the big short? Isn't yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I, it, they, they, they looked like they did a good job with casting, though, and the makeup. It looked. I did not see it, but uh, I, it was, I, I it was, never... You know, it was good. It's worth watching. wasn't great, but it was fine. It's so funny. I'm sorry to backtrack ever so slightly. The Distinguished Gentleman is an Eddie Murphy political comedy from 1992. Yeah, that's right. It holds a 13% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It's not well regarded. I think that that was kind of one of his stinkers, but you know, some people have different tastes than Rotten Tomatoes, Noel. It's true. I didn't know if you knew that. No. Uh, I did. I did. did. My fellow Americans, uh, Becca Lou and Jennifer Mudge, old pal, the Mudge and Becca Lou uh, chime in with my fellow Americans. I'm not sure I know that movie. Googling all these. these This isn't my genre either. Like I, I, but it's also like, Typically, I mean, I, I think there's movies that could be considered political that aren't overtly political. Sure. And and I maybe I'm more into those or satirical ones. I'm mm-hmm. not like, you know, in the same way that I'm not like going to seek out a biopic, but still might like a real good one. This is how I feel about the genre of political thrillers. or Well, whatever. for instance, Look. Noel, Megan Carroll, old friend, says uh, Death of Stalin, a movie I know you loved. Loved it. Loved it. That's a good point um, because it's very much a satire. It obviously is about politics, but it's not. It handles it in like a weird slapstick, interesting way that I appreciate. Now, here's one I haven't seen, but I still do want to check out from Brian Pudell, uh, Ides of March, the Ryan Gosling movie. I did not mm-hmm. see that, but I really wanted to because, you know, I, cool. I like all things Gosling. You like the Goz? Love him. I think he's a yeah, great, he's great actor. You ever seen Wag the Dog? I have. And uh, in fact, that was just mentioned on the page by Angela Baco. She says yeah. Bullworth and Wag the Dog. I thought Wag the Dog was okay. I didn't love it. It was I not one I ever wanted to rewatch. Bullworth was pretty it in a very long time. Very long time. Bullworth is Warren Beatty. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, it was. It was a movie of its time. Got it. Uh, old friend and top fan Carrie O'Neill says Primary Colors with John Travolta. I kind of like that movie. I remember when that came out. That was the Clinton movie. That's the Clinton movie. Yep, that's right. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite. This is from Ryan Murphy. <laughs> is that about politics? You know my history. Well, there's really there's that. there's a school there's a high school president election. Oh, that's right. Vote Pedro. Vote for Pedro. Um, it's sort of a little a minor part of the story, but I I don't know. I I support that. Sure. House of Cards. We got a few people chiming in with that. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, not a movie. Did not ever see it. Uh, Justin Wright chimes in with that one though. Uh, I've heard it was really great. Um, you know my deal, and I've talked about it before. I never, I couldn't get over uh, the that bad Southern accent from Spacey, so I just, rough. I just didn't do it. I think we watched the pilot, and I couldn't get past it. 
Yeah, especially because he's he's he talk he's like in every scene, and he's he's like talking to the camera and addressing you in this like foghorn <laughs> leghorn kind of voice. So I do love God. a barbecue rib. None of us talk know, that like, way. It's, it's real bad. <laughs> I mean, there are some redneck accents, but you and I are from. I mean. You were raised in Georgia well, for the most part. Yeah, but he's meant to be from somewhere real specific. Right. Or, or, or comes from the, the landed gentry of, of, of Kentucky. <laughs> you know, I don't know. It's real silly, though. I can't. You're right. Same, same deal. You have a oh, thing man. with accents, though, don't you, Chuck? Well, if, it, like, so if, if it pulls you out of it, yeah. you're kind of out. You know, yeah. It's really hard for me because then I'm just thinking about that. And, yeah. and it pulls me out of the story. That's true. Uh, Mark Germany true. also says House of Cards. Uh, a, a bunch of people did. Um, here's one for you, Noel. Alexandria Runyon, top fan, says Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. You know how much I love Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix. Um, Politics? Top, top political thriller, you know? <laughs> there's Because, I mean, the, that Order of the Phoenix is just wielding so much power in the Potterverse, and Harry's got to do something about it. He's got to shut it down. He's, yeah. he's got a. I'm kidding. I don't have no idea what that movie's about. You haven't is that seen the first it? one? No, no, that's not that the was, first one. No, that was the Chamber of 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 Secrets. No, that was the second one. The first <laughs> one was the Sorcerer's Stone. Order of the Phoenix was later. Maybe I didn't even see that one. I don't you're, know, you're man. Just, you're lying to everybody, Noel. I am. I'm lying. You know who I'm mainly lying to, Chuck? Is myself. Yourself. <laughs> yeah, that's the problem. Uh, oh, here's a really good one uh, from old pal Teresa. The sun will come up tomorrow. Um, good night and good luck. The George Clooney movie starring uh, David Strathern. Really, really good film. David Strathern. He's great. Which one is he? Was he in Good Night and Good Luck? No, I'm confusing him with a, a different a name that sounds similar to that. He he wasn't Good Night and Good Luck, and oh. he, he's just a great actor. Yeah. Okay. That's the guy I'm thinking of. Yeah. He he's he's classic. Yeah, he can he, he can do uh he's got quite a range because he's he's oftentimes played just like a kind of a good guy, a solid dude, but he's also been a bad guy in a couple of movies. Right. And can kind of flick that switch to uh creepy and intimidating. I I love that. Who's he what's who what, what uh what's been his his villainous roles? I can't Uh I think he was David Strathern villain. Let me see what the old internet says to say. Oh, wasn't he a bad guy in LA Confidential? He was a bad guy in The Bourne Ultimatum. Okay. In The Bourne Legacy. Pierce Patchett was the name of his character in LA Confidential, and I, I seem to remember that being yeah, a somewhat villainous he, he, character. Yeah, he was not a great guy in that movie, too. I think he was the rich guy uh, that uh, Russell Crowe pays a visit to at one point. That's right. It's yeah, kind of who's, who's got the. Uh, isn't he the one that has like the, the sort of gaggle of. of uh, sex workers that are made to look like celebrities, and he's yes. sort of the one who's the master of that yeah, whole yeah, world. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yeah, so he can play a good bad guy when he needs to. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually 
in person and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Apple Card is the perfect cashback rewards credit card. You earn up to 3% daily cash on every purchase every day. That's 3% on your favorite products at Apple, 2% on all other Apple Card with Apple Pay purchases, and 1% on anything you buy with your titanium Apple Card or virtual card number. Visit apple.co slash card calculator to see how much you can earn. Apple Card issued by Goldman Sachs Bank USA, Salt Lake City branch. Subject to credit approval. Terms apply. All right, Noel, I think we should move on from politics. Yeah. And we're going to go to the Crushers page. Uh, our old pal, Austin Debsky, had a pretty great little thread going, uh, name a movie that would be a nightmare to watch with your parents. Mm. <laughs> Which I know that you've got a couple of stories that, of movies you saw with your mom, right, that were pretty uncomfortable. Well, it was it was mainly just one. I think it was Mad Dog and Glory. Oh, that's um, right. When, nude uh, there's a new Duma. Yeah. But it's also like a pretty steamy scene. Uh-huh. Um, so yeah, I, I remember just being pretty, pretty uncomfortable with that one. <laughs> so clockwork orange, uh, going bottom up. That's Tim, uh, Tim Helmer. He said, this actually happened to me, but with oh, a God. college girlfriend's parents, there was a lot of oh, silence. Oh yeah, boy. No shit. That would be tough. That's a rough one. It's weird for me now. Like it being my age, I don't watch a lot of mo- movies with my mom. Like she didn't come over for movie night or anything. Uh, if she like happens to spend the night on Christmas Eve or something, we'll watch elf maybe. So mm-hmm. I don't watch movies with my mom anymore, but back in the day, like especially growing up as a young Baptist, uh, there was some crawl out of my skin moments. Anytime there was anything remotely sexy going on screen, but we weren't a big movie family as far as doing stuff like that together. So it's not like that happened a ton. But when it did, it was uh, – oh, or actually, there's the one funny story, uh, which is kind of cute. When she took me to see the movie Grease, uh, I wanted to leave during the underwear uh, – Pillow fight. Pillow fight, uh, spend right. the night slumber party scene. Right, 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 right. And I kind of said, Mom, I want to go. And she took me out of the movie, and we went to another one. It's so funny. It was so tame in uh, retrospect. but Yeah. Yeah. It's always the sexy stuff with the parents that that, that freaks people out. Yeah. 
Uh, and, and it makes sense. Like, like I tell, like I told you, my kid. Anytime we're watching something and like someone even like starts to smooch or like get even remotely intimate, she covers her eyes and oh, goes. I'm sure. yeah. she, but she's joking, but not like sure. she basically covers her eyes and goes explicit. <laughs> you know, like excuse me. Oh, that's adorable. Inappropriate. She does this like Valley Girl voice. It's pretty funny. Well, we watched uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids the other day with Ruby and. A movie, by the way, that really holds up. Mm-hmm. Uh, those practical effects still look pretty, pretty damn good. Uh, and there's a pretty, you know, there's that little love story going on between the the neighbor boy and the and the yep. the main uh, teenage girl. Uh-huh. And they're probably, I guess, they're supposed to be like maybe fifteen or sixteen ish. Yeah. And uh, they have a pretty like hardcore kiss at one point, and it's not just like ooh, our little first kiss. Like they're kind of getting in there. Isn't it in the rain too? Isn't it kind of like? I, well, they, they're they're wet. I think from okay, falling well, falling into puddle. Uh, there you go. Puddles, but um, it was definitely a kiss that she probably had not seen before, and I could tell she was just sort of like, "Whoa, like what are they doing?" <laughs> Hachi machi. Did she say that out loud? Yeah, yeah. And, I, and I think I think I even said something like, "Well, they, you know, they really like each other." <laughs> yeah, because like I don't know how you handle that when it's a five year old. Oh, totally. Yeah. It's, it's it's not even within the realm of their like yeah. language, you know. I'm or flying uh, blind here, yeah. yeah. Oh, I know, dude. You'll you'll figure it out. It's just all yeah. that stuff happens on the fly, you know. You just don't have to navigate about it. it. Yep. Uh, Culver yeah. Matthew, our old friend, says anything with banging is awful. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. get right to it. Which is, yeah. uh, I guess, not the same as making love. No, no, banging he, is much more aggressive. I think he means moment. a certain kind of sex. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. The the kind where you're like, you start off being really angry. You know how that always happens in movies where there's two characters and they're like fighting and they're really pissed at each other. And then all of a sudden they turn that energy into pure, unadulterated uh, steaminess. Yeah. Because that happens so much in real life. Oh my gosh. Don't I know it? (laughs) Uh, Benjamin Rather says Wolf of Wall Street. I could see that. Oh yeah. There's enough stuff in that just... From nudity to sex to drugging, that uh, probably wouldn't be fun with mom. No. Uh, Meredith Ricks Bynum says, My siblings and I were watching Purple Rain, and my parents walked in while Prince was doing something inappropriate. My mom lost her mind, and I lost my hearing. <laughs> was he humping everything around? Is that what he was doing? He was a little humpy in that movie, wasn't he? He was super humpy, man, during the Darling Nikki, where he's like sure. hump, humping around on the floor. Oh, boy. I remember uh, hearing that song for the first time when I was a teenager. I was. Uh, very worried that I was going to get caught listening to it. Oh my God. Yeah. Very, very uh, salacious. I actually watched Purple Rain on a plane recently. And you know how everything on a plane is usually edited for content. Mm -hmm. It wasn't at all. This one wasn't. It it made it past the censors. And, you know, Apollonia is just full on, you know, topless, jumping into the the cleansing waters of Lake Minnetonka. I certainly remember that scene, Noel. I'm... Had quite a thing for Apollonia. Oh, gorgeous, gorgeous woman. So uh, what's your favorite Prince album, Noel? You know, I'm not an album person with Prince. Oh, really? That sounds like a cop-out. I mean, I have that Prince collection where Mm -hmm. he's got so many amazing hits and singles and not even songs that were actually singles or hits, but just, you know, ones that just have kind of made it into the zeitgeist. So I don't really have like a full record or a real intimate knowledge of like the the track list, but I just know so many of his, his incredible songs. Yeah. Um, 
gosh, I don't know. Like Darling Nikki is, is, is a great one. I love let's go crazy. Obviously it's just got mm-hmm. this amazing energy and kiss. And I like some of the nineties stuff with the uh, new power generation. Like yeah. that song seven, uh, seven great. and we'll watch yeah. them fall. Ching, ching. You got to get the Stand in the way out. of love and we will smoke <laughs> them all with, with the your intellect. intellect. And your savoir-faire. Oh, one in the whole universe could ever compare. Anyway, it's good. Good. Check it out, y'all. Sort of underappreciated era from Prince. Yeah. The NPG is what they call it. We were listening to Prince the other day. I think Around the World in a Day is my favorite. Uh, it's such a weird album. Um, it's it's odd in, in like all the right ways. It's great. Around the World in a Day, Paisley Park, Raspberry Beret, Pop Life. Oh, of course. Such a good song. Great album. Uh, All right, and let's finish up with a couple of more of these. Uh, Let me see here. The Danish Girl. This is from David Keith. He said he has Christian parents, and so The Danish Girl was something he would not want to watch with them. Uh, Jim Vick says The Human Centipede. (laughs) Yeah, there's okay, yeah. Uh, He said, I'm guessing. He said, I've never even seen it. (laughs) I want to see it at some point. I'm like... You got to see it, right? Did you see I guess. it? Yes. No, I didn't see it. I, it's I, it's one of those ones that's just kind of like it's just designed to make you squirm and uh-huh. just to like be completely <laughs> offensive in every possible way. And that doesn't really interest me. Yeah, it, not so it, much. It, it interests me you. to the point where I want to like look up the spoilers of how gross it really gets. Yeah. But do I really want to sit through this like as as well, like why? To what end? Yeah. To see if I to can what take end? it. No pun yeah, intended. To, <laughs> <laughs> all, all ends sewn together. Head to butt. Um, yeah. That ATM, end. ATM. I, I might watch it uh, since it's October. Maybe I'll dive in there. All right. All right. And we're going to finish up here with Frank uh, Bowman or Bauman. He says The Doom Generation, uh, the great film from Greg Araki. That's a cool one, man. Yeah. One. I haven't thought about that movie in years. Yeah, man. I used to love Greg Araki. He made some mm-hmm. good movies. And I think he's still around. It just He's one of those that sort of fell away from my purview. Uh, all right, Noel. Well, we're going to finish up with Stream This. Yes. Where we talk about what we've been watching. Uh, I'll go ahead and lead it off with a few things. Um, I watched that Fast Times at Ridgemont High table read. Yeah. What was that which like? was It was a lot of fun. I, I left my review on the page, so if people want to go look and see what I thought. Uh, I thought it was a lot of fun. Everyone was having a great time. Uh, Jennifer Aniston and Julia Roberts are just national treasures. Morgan Freeman reading the stage directions uh, was great. Uh, Brad Pitt was awesome. I loved everyone except uh, I didn't like Shia LaBeouf's take on it. Uh, I see a lot of people do. A lot of people don't. Was he Spicoli? He played Spicoli, and he just got super stoned the whole time. And to me, brought a very negative energy to it, uh, to what is supposed to be a teen comedy, played it a little more serious. And I saw some people that were like, yeah, it was a a unique take, and you got to respect that. And I don't know. I just I didn't think it fit. It kind of stuck out like a sore thumb. So he actually got really stoned the whole time. Oh yeah, he was just smoking this huge spliff, like the whole time. Nice. And I think he was kind of trying to. I don't know. He went method. He was kind of hogging it. Like when he wasn't reading, he was in the background, kind of being weird. And I, I just wanted him to kind of shut up and and be respectful of everyone well, else's read. I don't know if we've talked about this. What's your take on him in general? He annoys me, but I, I mean, yeah. I think he's. Talented. I, I, yeah. I watched uh, Honey Boy. I heard it was great. I haven't seen it yet. It's I'd really like good. You know, he did yeah. a great, great job. He's got a lot of talent. 
Uh, I think he bugs me a little bit personally, uh, but he's a talented guy. Uh, you know, slightly I think, got, I think he got sober though. I think that was like, he? Well, he, like he, he wrote honey boy while he was in treatment. Obviously he's not fully sober if he's, you know, getting high token, a big old hog leg. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I don't know. I think the thing with with people that really have addiction in the alcohol department is it's it's really exclusively alcohol, and they can maybe smoke a little weed or whatever here and there. You know, and everyone's got their own journey. Yeah, it's true. Uh, so I watched that. I watched. Uh, we're on like episode three of season three of Dark, finishing that up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's really tough to follow at this point. I'm doing my best. I'm hanging in there. Uh, very rewarding show, but tough, uh, a tough watch if you're not really paying attention. I keep trying to get into it, and I just realize that I'm not paying enough attention. Yeah. And then I look up, and I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on, and I have to start over. And I just, I think I've done that rinse and repeat like maybe three times. Yeah, but, and uh, in the end, you know, it just, it might not be for you. Maybe not. But I love shows like that. Like, I loved Lost. I love yeah. timey-wimey sci-fi shows. I think I just need to watch it when I'm really in the right commit headspace to, 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 to commit. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I watched Noel the other night. I was in the mood for a, uh, a music documentary. Uh, and I realized that I've seen a lot of them when I was scrolling through. But I saw one called Other Music. And I was like, well, oh, what yeah. is this about? And it's about a record store in New York That's that right. closed. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel like I've seen this, the last bookstores, the last record stores. But let me take a flyer. Have you seen it? I know about it. I've seen the trailer for it. I know like Animal Collective and a lot of bands that I love called it home. And it was a really special place uh, in New York City. Dude, and, it is a uh, great, great, great documentary. Cool. Uh, I just loved it. Um, I was mad at myself that I had been going to New York, you know, for 25 years on the reg and did not even know this place existed. And this was in an area of town I go to a lot. And uh, where was it exactly? Is it in Brooklyn or it was in the East village? Okay. um, Near. And and, you know, it's kind of interesting. They did a very ballsy thing. They opened up right across the street from tower records. Right. And called themselves other music. Like you've got tower records and we're the other music. Right. Yeah. Um, But it was a really special documentary and I'm, I'm mad that I didn't go before it closed. But um, highly recommend it. Cool. Fantastic. What have you been I'll check watching? Check it out. Oh, gosh. Um, let's see. I uh, have been watching. You looking at your queue? No, I'm, I'm trying to think because uh, like when, when, when we last talked about this, I don't want to be redundant. I, I, I talked about how much I loved I May Destroy You. I finished watching that. The season finale of that show, I think, is one mm-hmm. of the best I've seen in, in recent memory. I know you watched the Kaufman movie, but I have not seen that yet. I know we're going to. I need yeah. to get that under my belt uh, so we can I'd, crush it out. I would love to do a, a crush to judgment on that one because it's very divisive. It's it's one that I actually had to do a little uh, a little supplemental reading on to yep. feel like I fully wrapped my head around it. Sure. And I mentioned that on the movie crush page, and somebody pointed out, well, if, if you had to do that, then was it really good? And that's an interesting question. But I I, I do I did very I much. Still in, no, there's nothing wrong with that. No, I don't think so either. Um, what else have I been watching though? I have been watching some good stuff. You know, I, I've, I've been seeing the praises of HBO Max, mm-hmm. um, though I will say I'm very confused uh, the way they've rolled out that that product because, like, they don't have a deal with Roku yet, and so you you can't. And so many people I know that I'm like telling like, oh, HBO Max is so great, and you can probably get it for free if you're already a subscriber to HBO or if you are a subscriber to AT and T. I actually got a free subscription. Um, 
but the app itself is not available on many platforms. Are like you I, Apple TV or are you Roku? What's your deal? I'm not a Roku. I have an Amazon Fire TV, but oh, it's okay. not on that. <laughs> it's not on that. I have a PlayStation 4 and it is on that. Oh, wow. But like so many people don't either don't have that system or don't like to stream video on it. They just use it for what, it, you know, for gaming. Mm-hmm. But um it's a little weird the way they like rolled out this thing that's supposedly this big like game changer for hbo and they did a really poor job at making it available that being said i love it it's got a really cool selection of classic movies for with their turner classic movie section and it has a lot of uh studio ghibli stuff like we've talked about Mm, the anime um and uh it has one i watched one on it that i had never seen it's called whispers of the heart and it's uh one of the few studio ghibli films that isn't directed by miyazaki and it's sort of a not a particularly a fantasy film either which is kind of what they're known for it's a sort of coming of age film in Tokyo about this young woman who uh, starts to kind of hone in on this guy who might potentially be her soulmate because mm-hmm. she notices his name before hers or after hers in all of the books that she checks out from the library. Oh, and it, okay. it, it's really sweet. Um, it, it, it's about creativity. It's about kind of coming into your own as a creative human and, you know, just a mature member of society that sounds really uh clinical what i'm just saying is it's a very <laughs> lovely movie and i watched it with my daughter and it made me have some feels uh, oh, nice. it's really just really nice i highly recommend it it's one that i think has flown under some folks radar there's a sequel to it called the cat returns because mm-hmm. there is a character in it that's like a, a an anthropomorphized cat but oh. it only exists as like a uh, a kind of curio like doll in this uh, vintage store or this like uh, antique store. Yep. And then in the second one, it becomes like comes to life kind of, and it's like a whole another spinoff thing, but yeah. Whispers of the heart, highly whispers of the heart. All right. Check that one out. Sweet. Well, Noel, let's wrap it up for this episode mm-hmm. and record another one right after. I'm uh, sadly, we're not playing our game. You know, people love that new game with Casey. Yeah, they, they did. They did. <laughs> it was a lot um, of fun, right? I want to be in the hot seat sometime, Chuck. I'm yeah, into this. Well, yeah. we'll do that. And um, I think it may be fun. There was something about the dynamic of having three people. It was cool. So maybe even when I do it with you, I'll bring in, maybe we'll bring in Casey just to, you know, be there to make fun of you. So we have a third person. <laughs> Casey really enjoyed it, and he really enjoyed seeing all you lovely uh, crushers out there. It was uh, fun. Having enjoyed it. It was also a side of Casey, I think, has a, people I haven't really seen on this show because, you know, Casey's a very studied movie guy and uh, very uh, deliberate and intelligent with his mm-hmm. commentary. So it was fun to kind of, uh, for people to see the lighter side of Casey. 100%. <laughs> he was talking about, I went back and listened to it. It was really funny. I had a good time. Living yeah. is, is a living nightmare. <laughs> a living nightmare. This is my hell on earth. Yeah, yeah. I need to go back and listen to that It was well. so much fun, but people really love that. So, uh, and I think this might be the kind of thing where I can get in, uh, you know, some of my famous pals to even come on. Like I can grab Hodgman and bring him in and, uh, I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna do this. Maybe we should try and do it like every other week or something for a little while. Love it. What's it called? Did it have a name? Has uh, it been coined? Pop, pop quiz, hot shot. Pop quiz, hot shot. There you go. From uh, you go. from the from the movie, the bus Titanic. Slow down. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. I love that. All right, buddy. Uh, thanks everyone for listening, and we'll see you next week. Movie Crash is produced and written by Charles Bryant and Noel Brown. Edited and engineered by Seth Nicholas Johnson and scored by Noel Brown here in our home studio at Ponce Market, Atlanta, Georgia for iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. 
Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Bring spring color inside this season with Bare Premium Plus paint, starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. Add a pop of blue to your kitchen with the Bear exclusive color Arrowhead Lake or a splash of Amazon jungle to your living room. Bring a cool breeze to your bathroom with sea glass or accent your bedroom with sunrise-inspired colors like coral cloud and dark crimson. Let your creativity bloom this spring with Bear Premium Plus paint starting at just $28.98 a gallon at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 